Welcome to another episode of the Underground Bunker Podcast. I'm here with Apostate Alex, Alex Burns-Ross. How are you, man? Good, thanks, Tony. How are you doing? Thank you for having me back. Well, I had to have you back because you put out another great story at your blog, uh, this time uh, again related to the IAS gala that you you uh, protested a couple of weeks ago. And uh, on Sunday is when they have their charity concert. I think we talked about this, and I find it a little odd that an organization that is, puts its own members under so much pressure to donate money all the time then peels off a token amount to give to some local charity on that during that Sunday concert. And we saw some pictures of some local officials up there accepting a check, one of those big, you know, uh, sort of like uh, funny checks they give at events like that. But you looked into it further, and apparently it was the mayor of East Grinstead who accepted that check and then said something about it on Twitter when a local complained about it tell, tell us the story about this yeah i mean it's such an interesting story and it's opened a can of worms in terms of investigation because as i started to look into it it turns out there's a lot of stuff like this that has been going on that's indicating to me that uh, east grinstead town council has a much stronger and closer relationship with scientology than i thought um we all know that Scientology have a, um, a policy of safe pointing, which is, you know, the idea of building good relationships with local officials and dignitaries and such um, so that basically they have a good PR image. They've been doing this for years and they've done it obviously a lot in Clearwater. Um, but I didn't know they were quite as successful in East Grinstead as uh, as it seems that they are. Um now, the whole point of safe pointing is that um, you are it brings people under their control. The word is actually control in the policy. So Scientology want to be able to control the local officials uh, that make decisions about Scientology's, you know, planning decision applications and and so on and so forth. So really important for them. And the town mayor, which is um, a, a guy called Councillor Fraser Vissers, he came into office earlier this year. He's an elected official. Um, and yeah, a picture emerged of him speaking at the uh, Scientology event over the weekend and accepting a check for £50,000 on behalf of his charity. Now, the mayor gets to choose a charity every year that he wants to support. And this time it was Queen Victoria Hospital, um, which is interesting because in 2017, they hit the headlines because um, <laughs> Queen Victoria Hospital, they didn't reject the donation as far as I'm aware. But what they did do is investigate and issue a statement saying accepting money from Scientology is not a, you know something that it, we shouldn't do and we've taken the money but it was called out by lots of members of parliament and officials who said it was unethical and incorrect for them to accept Scientology money um, so it's interesting that now several years has passed they've then decided to accept money again and it's coming from the mayor who has chosen to support this particular charity and also I recently found out holds a job working for that hospital separate to his role as mayor <laughs> wow that's that is sticky mm, absolutely so just six years ago some members of parliament and other people in the press were unhappy that this hospital had accepted fifty thousand pounds from scientology 
And now six years later, the mayor has um, directed another donation of 50,000 pounds to the same hospital where he's got some kind of a role. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's questionable. And this is the problem is, you know, I have no issue with charities that need to raise funds taking and, and money from someone like that's not my issue here. And I was very careful in the article to not call out the charities that Scientology raised money for, because ultimately these charities need these funds and it's good that they're getting them. So my problem isn't necessarily that they're accepting money from Scientology, although I do personally think that that's slightly immoral and unethical because it's coming from Scientology, but ultimately they don't get the money from Scientology where they're going to get it from. So there's a question mark there, but the main thing is the influence Scientology is having on the council and the local officials um, that results in these donations and also what uh, the mayor and the council do in return for raising money for these good causes. Um, one interesting thing that I looked into was the population of East Grinstead. Now, um, the town mayor in his tweets defended his attendance to Scientology events by saying Scientology play a large part and, in, uh, and a valuable part um, in the community of the town. Um, but I find that fascinating because looking at the census data, the less than 1% of residents in East Grinstead consider themselves Scientologists. So how that can be defined as a large part of society, I don't know. Um, and in terms of valuable, it's just it, what is the value? You know, Scientology is well known for being a controversial group. There are lots of allegations against it, um, especially at the moment with the harassment, human trafficking and child labor cases in which David Miscavige and the church are named defendants. Um, it's it's hugely controversial. So where is the value for the, the council and for its residents in associating themselves with this group? I mean, it's it's a constant question with Scientology because I've pointed this out for years in Clearwater. Uh, we have always looked at how much influence Scientology has, how much property they own. And, you know, people from other parts of the country just assume that virtually anybody who lives in Clearwater is a Scientologist. And I have to point out to them, actually, they're a tiny percentage. It's like maybe three or four percent of the entire city are Scientologists and that, you know, a hundred thousand other people are not. And then it sounds like in East Grinstead, the percentage is even smaller. It's less than 1% of the people in East Grinstead are Scientologists. So you're right. When the mayor says they are a large and valuable part of East Grinstead, he's talking about their influence. He's not talking about the number of people. And that's the thing about Scientology. It's always had a much bigger influence than you would think based on its numbers. And where does that influence come from? Well, another thing you found that I thought was so interesting and so on point is that earlier this year, when Tom Cruise was premiering Mission Impossible, a group of mayors got to go to the red carpet premiere. One of them was this East Grinstead mayor. And, and you had a picture of Tom and the mayor posing. Yeah. I think this is this is what I mean about why it's worrying, because, 
yes, Scientology have a huge influence in East Grinstead. There's a small group of people, but they make a lot of noise and they have a lot of money. Um, but in terms of the representation of the population, is it's tiny. So the mayor is spending a lot of time and energy supporting Scientology, its causes and its events um, for the, a very small benefit to the population of East Grinstead, which he's supposed to represent. And yeah, after looking into it, it was very clear that he was invited to attend the Mission Impossible premiere and he walked on the red carpet, got a picture of Tom Cruise and wrote about it on his blog about how how wonderful experience it was. Um, he's also due to open, he's, it's going to be tomorrow, I don't know when this is going out, but Saturday the 25th of November, um, he will be at St. Hill yet again. That's the third event that's a Scientology event he's attended this year that we know of, um, where he'll be switching on the Christmas lights and probably giving a speech and so on. So he is clearly very involved with Scientology. And the key thing here is influence because there's a very strict code of ethical conduct that um, public officials have to abide by in the United Kingdom. Um, and it sets out very clearly um, a, an integrity clause um, which states holders of public office, office must avoid placing themselves under any obligation to people or organisations that might try inappropriately to influence them in their work. Now, Scientology's safe pointing policy clearly states that what they want to do is control these people. And when you have a mayor that's going to all of these events um, and supporting them publicly on Twitter, um, this is indicating to me that perhaps he is influenced by Scientology, which is a direct um, breach, in my opinion, of the strict code of ethical conduct that public officials have to have to live by. Well, we saw it with your protest. I mean, I remember in the days... Leading up to your protest, what were we talking about? The fact that you had um, actually gone to the city before Scientology had, and you had primacy, and you were saying, look, I need certain things so we can have this demonstration. I need, you know, I'd like to have this street shut down. And, you know, you were there first. And the, the, the police were saying, yes, we can do all these things. But then you kept hearing that there was stuff going on with the council that, you know, Scientology was clearly trying to use that influence to get your um, plans uh, canceled. So, so I, mean, I, yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, I actually have a slight update on that because since after the protest happened, I, I did a lot of debriefing. I've spoken to a lot of people that were involved and I wanted to make sure that, you know, we reflected and got feedback. And so what worked well, what didn't work well and so on. And as part of that debriefing process, I actually realized I do need to make an apology because I, I was wrong about something to do with that council situation. So with the road closure being supposedly cancelled and then back on and there was there was a counsellor who was tweeting about it um, and providing what I said was incorrect information. That's because the road closure website basically had a different date on it and I was under the assumption that this counsellor was influenced by Scientology because that's what you would expect considering what they're like in their history. I have since found out and I've spoken to this counsellor um, that that's not the case. In fact, actually, there was just a lot of miscommunication 
among the council, the authorities and so on. And it was a mistake of the council that they put the wrong date and they put the wrong applicant on the website. They misinformed the councillor. And so the councillor was right for like quite rightly tweeting and sharing the information she had received with no ill intention. Um, and it was completely a mix up internally that resulted in that so i do need to apologize to that counselor because i'm 100 certain she's not uh influenced by scientology she's trying to do the right thing and that's great and that is an indicator to me that scientology have great influence on the council but not all of them there are several council members who i'm aware of that do not like appreciate or support Scientology's efforts to influence them and have been quite vocal in that with that in the past. Um, but the vast majority, I do understand, um, attend a lot of the events and do publicly support them. And I mean, you've had a great photo of all these folks on stage with the mayor taking this check, which reminds me, of course, very similar photos of the LAPD in Los Angeles accepting charity checks and you know there's just i guess when you when you when a, a group calls itself a religious organization and they're handing out money and they're having this big uh, gala and you get to meet tom cruise people kind of go crazy i mean these these folks just like oh this is this i've, I've got to back these people up you know mm -hmm. and it, it doesn't matter what the press is reporting or what's going on in court uh you can see it that that you know i looked at those tweets you were talking about from this mayor he's just like Hey, you know, this, these people are an important part of East Grinstead. I've got to, you know, show up for them. It's like, why? I mean, they're a very controversial group and uh, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But um, yeah, you, you did a real thorough job on that. And there was another thing I wanted to go over the um, state that you've actually got the council to make a statement. Yes. Yeah. So this is the thing, right, is you have to remember in context as well that, Scientology does not have the same protections and recognitions that it does have in the United States here. So in the UK, Scientology applied for charity status in 1999. They were rejected because they didn't pass the public benefit test that religious organizations have to go through. They have to prove that they actually benefit the public. They couldn't do that. Um, so they were rejected charity status. And I actually contacted them um, earlier this year and they released a statement um, basically reaffirming that they cannot overturn that decision they can't appeal it um, and they stand by that judgment even though it was 24 years ago which I thought was great. Um, however, Scientology do have a number of small legal victories that have happened over the last couple, like 20 years. In 2013, as I'm sure you're aware, they got the right to perform religious wedding ceremonies in, at their London church. I was there at the time. Um, that was all going on. And that was a ruling that this designated their chapels as places of worship. It didn't designate the entire building. It was just that one room that is a place of worship and then 10 years later in 2023 this year in january they won another victory which was a, a legal case which was a tax case um in which they has been ongoing for 10 years they finally won it which basically means that the churches of scientology parts of them 
are um, considered places of public worship, which basically means they get tax relief on some of the property business tax they have to pay on their buildings. Um, and again, it's not all of their buildings that are considered places of public worship. It's very limited rooms in which, for example, auditing happens or you know the chapel. So it's not a full recognition of Scientology as a religion, and it still does not have charity status. So considering all of this is really important when looking at the councillors and the mayor and their involvement with Scientology, because the mayor's defence on Twitter was that Scientology is a legal religion, was the term he used, and I have to treat all religions equally and represent all of my constituents, and, you know, I can't make comment on you know their beliefs or whatever their religion they're bona fide so i have to go to their events and that's where the problem is is because he thinks scientology is legitimate as a religion here and it simply is not their buildings parts of them are determined as religious places but the religion itself does not have recognition and it's been decided by the government it doesn't benefit the public and so when you look at this integrity clause um, in the Nolan principles, which is the um, ethical conduct, code of conduct I was saying about, um, that's where it becomes questionable because we have a, a, a mayor here spending time supporting, promoting and attending events for a controversial group of people that doesn't even benefit the public on paper officially by law and influencing his decision, he is under the impression it's a legal religion because of that's what Scientology have told him. He hasn't looked at the facts and the rulings and the judgments and made a, um, a, a fair judgment of his own based on the evidence. He has been influenced by what Scientology has told him. So that's really, really important. And that's what led me to contact the council for a statement. And and they issued they issued one. Yes fascinating they initially issued a um a statement which claimed i'm going to get it up here because i want to get the wording right um they said where is it um the quote is sorry i'm just trying to find it um holders of public office must avoid placing themselves under obligation to people that was the ethical code of conduct here we go um it says we treat all organizations with good faith and the town yes, here we go. mayor makes his own decision as to whether he wishes to attend events the east grinstead town council has previously stated that the church of scientology is part of the town the church has no influence on the workings of the town council however they do support community events often volunteering at council-organized events for which the council values their contribution in the same way as the Lions, Rotary, and other volunteers. The Church of Scientology has raised money for many charities over the years. They don't always choose the mayor's charity, but often are supporting local charities. The town mayor and council are mindful that the contributions have been important for these charities to continue to support the wider townsfolk in the delivery of local services. To this end, this year's town mayor has chosen to attend some events at St. Hill in order to acknowledge and receive a check on behalf of his charity. The council does not endorse nor promote any religion nor belief system, but does acknowledge that many are active in the town and are by their nature interested in supporting the wider community. 
This is the view and the practical experience that the council has as to the Church of Scientology in East Greenstead. The council will not comment on any matters which may be subject to legal processes concerning members of the church or the church as a whole. There really is nothing further that we can add. So what's interesting is I was finding the quote while you were reading that. Um, that was the final statement they issued. Um, the original statement that they sent me um, was actually altered after I pointed out to them that Scientology does not have that religious status here. They initially said Scientology are a registered religion and are treated as such. And it went on to say uh, various things that I'm define Scientology as a registered religion and it simply is not <laughs> um, and so I pointed that out to them and I said are you sure you want to put this statement out because that's that's a false and change the wording and just referred to Scientology as an organization and remove the religion aspect because I think they realize that they're under the impression that it is a religion and this is why it's a problem because that indicates that it's not just the mayor, it's the entire council that believe it has religious recognition. The only reason they're going to believe that is if they have been influenced by Scientology, safe pointing and PR. And this is why it's such an, a, a question mark in terms of corruption, because that clearly goes against this code of conduct that says you shouldn't be influenced by anybody and that opens you up to a whole question of integrity now when i put the statement out and the article a number of local residents voiced their concerns about this and said and said similar things i know there have been calls for a full investigation into the mayor the mayor himself is not a scientologist and i don't have any evidence that he personally has financially benefited from any of this but he certainly has received hospitality gifts meeting tom cruise um and gets a lot of um praise from the church for doing this but the question is the holding the public office and the integrity of the public office must be protected and so by spending so much time going to multiple events for such a small proportion of the society um that is also not even a religion officially um you know how does that what 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 does that mean for the integrity of the councillor, the council and and the office? Um, and a lot of people are angry about it. So right, you are hearing so. from people about it. Yes, yes, 100%. And then it starts to develop even more. So uh, a couple of local residents reached out to me and mentioned that, I think it was last week, the town, East Grinstead, had the official Christmas light switch on for the town. So the St. Hill one is happening tomorrow, um, but the actual town official Christmas lights were turned on last week. There was a big event um, and the mayor you know, was the one that officially turned the lights on and it was a public event and so on. Now, one thing that did concern a lot of residents was that the the council, the, the mayor, uh, apparently at the end of his speech uh, gave thanks and he said thank you to the council, thank you to the volunteers working at this event, and thank you to the Church of Scientology. He specifically thanked Scientology. He did not thank any other religious group that was involved in the Christmas light switch on. I believe there was a prayer sermon and a vicar there. Um, he didn't thank them. 
but he did thank the Church of Scientology by name specifically, and that raised a lot of eyebrows. It later then turns out that the gazebo at this event that uh, the, the council had, uh, the official town council gazebo, was apparently staffed by Scientology volunteers. And I know this because somebody who was there told me they went in and apparently the people in the gazebo are very hostile and, uh, you know, weren't very nice or approachable. It's meant to be representative of the council. And they did some digging. They said, you know, who, what department do you work for? Or, you know, what do you do for the council? Turns out they were Scientologists. So that's worrying that they have Scientologists um, from, you know, representatives of the church representing the council at an official engagement uh, on behalf of the mayor. And that's the sort of thing that just simply cannot happen in terms of, again, integrity of the public office. Well, that's how Scientology operates. I mean, I, I can see that same thing in other fields as well, as they know how, look, when you're a public official and you're trying to make these things happen, um, you're always going to be short on resources. You're always going to short on, short on budget. And along comes this group who seems to have no agenda, they're a church. And they're like, well, we'll supply some volunteers. We'll print up some flyers for you. Well, you know, and it's like, wow, this, these guys are great. We see it with police departments around the country. We see it with, um, you know, this is how they get into dentists' office. This is how they get into veterinarian offices is that dentists uh, don't want to deal with the day-to-day -day administration. Scientology front group comes in and says, you know what, we've got this great system, we'll take care of all that for you. It's that idea that they want to do the dirty work for you, the hard work, the not-so-fun work. It makes everything so much easier, and then it's like, these are great folks. And then you can see that they build on that influence, until, and so now the guy's taking big checks from them, and he's going to meet Tom Cruise. Um, and But I got to say, at some level, it's all kind of pathetic. I mean, okay, so you have some influence in East Grinstead, England. I mean, it's not like that's going to went over the country or anything alex but but uh but i like the way you're digging this stuff out with them yeah and i think you're, you're right in that it doesn't have a national or international impact but it, it is worrying because this is the potentially the start of a much larger infiltration of british government and society because east grinstead is their base that's where their, you know, their headquarters are and that's where everything starts from so if they are able to successfully infiltrate the local town council well the next step is the county council where sussex who are obviously in charge of a much larger area and then the next step up, step up from that is the main you know country's government so oh, and they're always shooting for those and they always have been and they always will be i mean they're always shooting for influencing the whole country and influencing the whole world it's just yeah. that you know the only time we ever see them get any real influence it's on a very local scale where you know, all, you know, usually the press isn't paying attention, and they've got some sheriff completely uh, wrapped up. They've got some local police department wrapped up. This is why Shelley Miscavige's own family can't get the San Bernardino Sheriff's Office to go check on her. Is it David this Miscavige? Is of Scientology has completely safe pointed that law enforcement agency. I'm I'm serious. It's a it's a direct relationship to what you're seeing in East Grinstead. It's the exact same thing going on in other parts of the country. And it's always fun to unravel it and show how that influence works. So that's what's really great 
about this work that you've done is getting, you know, you've gotten the council to maybe take a second look. They've had to rewrite their statement. So it's more sort of generic. Maybe you've got some people down there thinking about this relationship. That would be really valuable. Uh, yeah. And this is the thing. It's like right now, as far as we're aware, this safe pointing, this protection they have with these relationships is only really benefiting them when it comes to planning permission applications. You know, if they want to build an extension or whatever, you know, that's the benefit they're getting right now. But you never know where that's going to lead. And the thing with Shelley Miscavige is a really good point. Like, having these relationships and infiltrating the government and influencing the um the authorities allows them to get away with much more and we already know that abuse happens in scientology it you know tra traffics children and and people around the world there's forced labor these are all allegations that are um being made in lawsuits against dave miscavige over in the states and against the church internationally um so these things are going on and so if if they have this protection through safe pointing that just allows them to get away with it more so even though yes it's a small place and it's a small group of people um it's a, it has a huge impact on scientology around the world well i think you know? i think what mike rinder would say and he has said it to me before is the real point of safe pointing is not you know that, that the mayor shows up at your event but that when it comes time for an investigation the, the officials in the affected area will say, well, wait a minute. Why, why do you want to look at that group? They're, they're good guys. That's, yeah. that's the key. When it comes to time for the investigation, they get shut down because these, these uh, officials have been safe pointed. We see that time and again, especially in the United States. But that's you're right. That's, I, when I said it was a small town, I just mean I didn't mean that it wasn't important. It's very important that they're working on this guy in East Grinstead. And it is so blatant. I mean, come on. Meeting Tom Cruise at a movie premiere? Oh, my goodness. I think what's promising as well is the response from locals that I've got. You know, one of the, there's, I, I quoted this in the article. Um, one of the local residents showed concern and said, I'm going to quote her here. She said, the point I raised about the leader being chased around the world for child trafficking claims is an integrity thing. All the counselors who attended the Scientology event are turning a blind eye to, for a lavish freebie, irrespective that it's Scientology. What did our town gain from eight councillors attending this event, including a member of parliament? Um, and in turn, support a man who has gone to great lengths to avoid being served legal documents for child trafficking for a considerable amount of time. Quite worrying, no matter your title, it's always a choice. And this is what's the end quote. This is what is... Um, a good sign for me is the locals are just as outraged as us critics and former Scientologists and they're kind of seeing through Scientology's PR image and you know bluffy stuff that they put out they're seeing through it and they they're not allowing it and not accepting it so that pressure um, to investigate and look into this isn't just coming from journalists and from, you know, and anti-Scientologists or ex-members. It's well, coming I mean, from the locals. That's the that's the benefit of a protest like yours. I mean, on the at the at the immediate level, it's it's very fun for us to see the result of the interaction you have with the Scientologists and of course the intel we got on their event because you were there. But that's the result is that it raises awareness of the locals about, yeah, why, why are we putting up with this, the abuses in our town? 
you know, and, and I think that that's, that's helped. You've helped make people aware there. And it's great to hear because, you know, with, with Clearwater, obviously with the election of Mark Bunker, that suggested that there are a, at least a percentage of Clearwater that's fed up with Scientology shenanigans in that town. And, you know, East, East Grinstead, I always just figured, well, I mean, St. Hill, that's just like part of the landscape, but you know, it's, it's interesting to hear that maybe there are people that live in East Grinstead who aren't thrilled with Scientology's influence on the town. Yeah. And it opens the door as well. You know, for example, if the town council uh, wanted to make some improvement to the town, uh, you know, that would genuinely be better for all. But Scientology don't like the idea or it would make things slightly inconvenient for them or something. Scientology have the influence to be able to object to it and be considered perhaps with greater weight than the general population that's what's worrying i'm not i can't say that that has 100 percent happened yet but it's a possibility that if this is allowed to continue the actual local community will negatively be impacted by scientology and by the council's relationship with them with the protest you know there was really bad traffic issues all over the roads in and around east grinstead and scientology were trying to say that that's because of us the protesters causing a stir because of our road closure and all of this um but i pointed out uh, publicly and to the council that it, it wasn't because of us you know we didn't have our traffic management system in place because of the messing around of closing the road opening it and so on so by the time I got the final confirmation it was the morning of the day so it was too late to fully block the road as we wanted to and we had a police escort instead which was it was absolutely fine but if the traffic management plan was in place that I had come up with, it probably would have mitigated a lot of the traffic in the area because there was a system that I had developed for, you know, having passes because if, you know, there were people who were local residents and wanted to attend the sports club or the rugby club for, um, you know, vaccines and that sort of stuff, flu jabs, they would be given priority access. They can skip the queue and then they drive up and no problem. So it makes things easier for the local residents. Um, and makes it go a lot smoother. So we couldn't do that. Um, and I quite rightly pointed out that when this traffic was going on, a Scientology point, no, it's because Scientology's traffic management was really bad. They had zero traffic management in place. And the locals were really angry at this. And I think they're starting to see through their lies and saying, no, look, this event that they held and they hold every year is for three days negatively impacting the local area and they don't care they've not done anything about it to make it better or ease the situation there are some simple solutions that would have a, a much better impact on the community and this is the thing with the council in their pocket they are able to get away with a lot more whereas you know if the same sort of traffic issue is created by you know some other group uh, they'd probably come in a little bit heavier handed, you know, and again, this is shown with the, the premises license when I discovered that there was a breach in license conditions because they failed to give the notice required of their event. Um, that's punishable by a £20,000 fine and or six months imprisonment. But the council just said, oh, no, we've, we've written them an email and said, don't do it again. It's considered a serious offence in the UK. And that's what I mean is they're not being held accountable for their um their actions which they they need to be well you know i think uh they can't be thrilled that you're keeping such a close eye on them because this is the kind of uh, uh 
um, examination that they deserve, you know? Um, yeah. Well, let me just ask you, so, so you know, the pandemic uh, basically forced Dave to hold events at the Fort Harrison Hotel for the, for the last three years. And now it was a very big deal that the IAS Gala returned to, to St. Hill. Uh, usually it's in October, but he had it the first weekend in November. You were there for the protest. The next big event on the calendar used to be around the middle of December, they would tape a New Year's event at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles, pretend on camera that it's New Year's Eve, woo-woo, and then two weeks later actually show it on New Year's Eve in orgs around the world. That's That was their the way they handled things for years and years and years. Well, they stopped doing that because of the pandemic, and Dave was uh, hosting an, a new, an actual New Year's Eve party on December 31st at the Fort Harrison Hotel. I started hearing that they were going to have some kind of big event mid the middle of December in Los Angeles, and all Scientologists were invited. And I also noticed they were using the slogan, Los Angeles, the Scientology capital of the world, which I've never seen them use before. That was really odd. And the email referred to a big event on Saturday the 16th at, at an iconic location. Well, that sounded like a taping at the Shrine, but I didn't know. I didn't say it first. Then I got confirmation. Well, I got, I know one of my sources was invited to the Shrine Auditorium for the night of December 16th for the New Year's event taping. I still haven't seen a flyer yet, but that's what I reported that we did see somebody being invited to it. So it looks like just a couple, just a month after resurrecting the IAS Gala in England, they're now going to resurrect their New Year's tradition in Los Angeles. Are you surprised by that? Do you think it's connected? Um, I'm not surprised at all. But what I do find perhaps interesting is the language used in promoting this event, right? The IES event was advertised internally as the greatest gathering of Scientologists. If you look at the language used to promote this December event in LA, they're using exactly the same words. They're saying this is the greatest gathering of Scientologists in Los Angeles. And I think there must be some sort of link there between what they're doing, how they're promoting it. There's obviously some sort of story that Miscavige is trying to tell to Scientologists that is developing over a series of events. It's going to be really interesting to see um, what comes out of them when we do start hearing the stories of what, what he was talking about. I know with the IS event, um, normally they have a showing at the local orgs a week after the main event. I know from inside sources that actually this time around, it was two weeks after the event. Um, in some cases, a little bit longer. There's a couple of walks I know of that are tomorrow having the IS event showing here in the UK. So it's all a little bit delayed. They're doing things a bit differently. And I think it's only from now that we're going to start hearing the stories of the IS event. So we'll then be able to get a little bit of an idea, I hope, of what, what Miscavige said. And that might give us a bit more information about what he's going to say at the, the Shrine Auditorium. Um, it's fascinating. And I think he's obviously putting on a show for... I think he's trying to prove that Scientology is still expanding and growing by using the fig the term greatest gathering. It implies there's going to be lots of people and we're huge. And um, I think that's fascinating because it's obviously completely opposite 
uh, to what the the truth is. You know, they claimed six thousand people were going to go to the IES event. I did the maths and worked out the legal capacity of the tent, which is closer to 3,000. You can't fit legally more than 3,400 people into that tent. Um, so it's interesting. We know that they inflate their figures, um, but they're trying even harder to make it seem bigger than it is to existing Scientologists. Well, you, you showed that there's no way they had that many people at the IAS gala. And over at the bunker, John P. Capitalist pointed out that they're taking a bit of a risk with the shrine because it has a capacity of 6,000. And if he can only put you know, two or 3,000 people in there, it's going to look empty. So I, I don't know what they're going to do there to get that place looking full. Um, but it, apparently they're going to do it. And I guess it is that Dave's trying to convince everybody that everything's fine. We're past the pandemic. Um, but I think I think the pandemic really did hurt Scientology. I think it's even smaller than it was before. I think they're having a hard time getting people uh, down to the ore, getting them on course, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, they're gamely trying to get these events going. But it just I, I don't know. I feel like uh, Dave's just putting on a dog and pony show to convince the big donors. Well, I think one thing to consider, I don't know if they've done this at the in L.A. before, but I have had several people contact me who have been at IES events in the past and confirmed that they have hired extras and paid them to attend the event to make it look busier than it is in photographs. So it might be interesting to keep an eye out for extras wanted and, you know, job ads and such for actors in the area in the few days beforehand, just to see if there's suddenly an increase in loads of like, you know, 2000 extras are needed for this filming of the event. You know, I don't know if that will happen or not, but it is something to keep an eye on. And it's possible just to give it that vibe. But I think you made a good point of, you know, David Miscavige wanting to put on a, a, a show to reinvigorate these these big donor whales. You have to remember, even though Scientology is shrinking, those who are left are the most committed, dedicated, hardcore Scientologists because they have stuck through right till now through all of the ups and downs they're likely second and third generation scientologists that have been raised in it their parents and in some cases grandparents are the ones that joined scientology they've always had scientology as part of their life and they know nothing else so in a way the people that are left it might kind of stay at around this size for a while because they're gonna it's harder for them to start dropping off than the ones who joined or who are on the fence or whatever and this is why it's an issue because these people have a lot of money they are wealthy individuals and they're propping the church up so in a way if david miscavige can convince them that they're still expanding even if it's completely false he if he gets enough money from them He's all golden and they don't really need to expand if he can survive with what he's got. And I think that he might be at a bit of an equilibrium of the people that are left are, are kind of going to stay because they've already been through all of the trials and tribulations of the past. Absolutely. I mean, the, the Hubbard model was sell books, make auditors. You make auditors, you get even more people in. And Dave gave up on that. I mean, he's basically given up on the um, the special briefing, briefing course, right? Um, they're not making auditors. But if they can just keep, I mean, Mark Headley explained the math to me one time. He said, look, 
Uh, Flag was supposed to bring in two million a week. That's a hundred million a year. Well, Dave realized at some point, if you can just give 10 rich guys to give you $10 million each, then you don't have to get anybody to flag. So that's been the model the last 10, 15 years. And we, I guess we haven't talked since the last time you, you got that IAS, uh, that Impact Magazine up. And I took out those whales and explained how much money each of them had donated and that kind of thing. But I have to say, I want to get your thought on this. It, 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 you know, the overall membership may be shrinking. They seem to be having trouble staffing. They are having trouble opening ideal orgs. Uh, in other words, we are seeing evidence of real issues that Scientology is dealing with with a smaller size. But if you go by the Impact magazines that I've been keeping an eye on in recent years, David Miscavige is only getting better at getting million-dollar-plus donations out of people. Alex, how is he doing that? I mean, if I knew the answer to that, I would be very a very rich man myself, I'm sure. Um, I don't know. I think it is just gaslighting and manipulation, which is the, the tactics the church use to raise money from its members. And I'm sure he's giving them lots of excuses and justifications and saying, oh, we need to do this. Or, you know, if they're questioning or saying, you know, why aren't we growing or why is this happening? The answer is more money. Well, because we need more of this. We, you know, our biggest problem is that we need to make more auditors. So you need we need to raise 100 million dollars to do this and you know as long as he can keep them happy and ticking over and give feeding them enough information that makes them believe something is happening and being done with their money then they're going to keep giving and i think they have a you know like i said they're very dedicated and they're they're very um um what's the word indoctrinated so because of that they're not it's going to take a long time and a lot of red flags for them to question things and think hold on he's been telling me this same thing for 20 years and i've given you know 100 million dollars of my money and nothing's actually happened you lose that cognitive like um behavior and ability in your mind when you're that far in um because you don't want to believe that it's shrinking and your money's been wasted it's a sunk cost fallacy so as long as he can keep them happy and believe that a little bit of change is happening, they're going to keep giving. That's my guess anyway. Well, and there's the trophies, you know, and the statuses. I mean, they want to <laughs> climb that ladder, you know, you get a bigger certificate. Yay. <laughs> well, um, listen, if there is a, um, a whale out there who wants to donate something, I think they really ought to fly you out to Los Angeles and maybe put together some kind of a protest out there because you did such a good job with the IAS. I mean, it was so well organized. It had a very clear purpose. Their signage was incredible. And then, uh, you know, you, you worked well with the police and um, we got, uh, we got a lot of information out of it. So that, I, listen, I tend not to, I'm not an activist. I'm a journalist. I don't like to tell people to go protest, but if, you're going to have a protest in Los Angeles. You got to get Alex over there to do some planning. Thank you. I think also one thing to note is the IS event historically happens at St. Hill because that St. Hill is where the IS was founded and it's kind of is very linked to St. Hill and East Grinstead. However, that doesn't mean that's that can't change. And there are several people that are suggesting maybe they will move the IS event at some point, maybe next year, maybe not, 
to flag because there's a lot more Scientologists in America uh, that they could easily get to flag and they can put it on. They've already got the auditorium kind of got on its way there. And so, so there's quite, there's a possibility they do that. And I don't know if they're going to do that next year or if it will take a while because there's going to be a lot of, there's a lot resting on the IS event happening in the UK. It's the only European major event in Scientology. So it's an opportunity for all of Europe's Scientologists to have contact time and see David Miscavige in the flesh. And I think there's real value in that. So I don't know if it will happen, but I do want to say that um, if the protest caused such a major flap, which it did, and we already know that Dave Miscavige was personally annoyed and trying to shut the protest down um, through yelling at Janet Laveau and, you know, his plans to change the coal building and so on, he knew about this protest. He was not happy about it. If he decides that that was too much of a threat for him to do the same event again next year, considering all the lawsuits and so on, and therefore moves it to flag to avoid the protesters. Well, if you're listening, Scientology, I can 100 percent promise you that wherever the IS event happens next year in the world, I will be there protesting and it will be bigger than this year's just gone. Well, the, the, the uh, when I first saw plans for L. Ron Hubbard Hall which is what you're talking about at the flag land base. Yeah. I assumed, and this was a couple of years after there was the breach at flag at uh, St. Hill, a reporter got into a um, IS event, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. And I assumed that the reason why Miscavige was pushing for an L. Ron Hubbard hall, which they want to build right next to the flag building next to the superpower building was for that level of control. I, I, I thought, you know, right now they have, LRH birthday at Ruth Eckerd Hall in, in Clearwater, IAS at the Tent in St. Hill, and New Year's at the Tran Auditorium in Los Angeles, all, each of which has their own security issues. And I thought that the reason why he's pushing for an L. Ron Hubbard Hall at the Flag Land Base was that he has been consolidating things in Clearwater, circling the wagons. And this way he could be, have, be able to have all of their events in that building, which there's no doubt would have super tight security I, I bet you he'll be able to walk from his office on the seventh floor at the flag building directly into the back of the L. Ron Hubbard Hall and back out, never emerge on the street. I'm sure they've worked that out. So I assume that's why they were putting that focus on that on that uh, venue there. But as far as next year, you know, they draw this stuff out. Uh, like with the flag building itself, there's a value to Miscavige in just always fundraising and never completing something. Uh, I think they would still not be done with the superpower building today. If the, the Garcias had not sued and made a point about it, then they, they quickly hurried up and opened the building. So even though they've been raising money for that L. Ron Hubbard Hall for a long time, I don't know that we're going to see it in just a year. It may, it may be quite a while yet, but that is fun to know that wherever it is next year, you'll be there. I assume it's going to be at St. Hill again. I assume so too. And, you know, I just wanted to put that message out there because they're going to come back much more vicious and aggressive, I expect, next year because of what a major flap it was this year. So I'm fully preparing myself for that. And the only response that I can give that is fitting and appropriate is that we won't be aggressive and vicious next year, but we will be stronger, bigger, and better 
than this year. I have already had a number of people from across the country email me saying, I couldn't be there this year because it was so last minute and I live in Scotland or Cornwall or whatever. And, you know, but next year I will be there. And I've already had more emails than I did for this one just gone with people saying I've booked both weekends, the October weekend it normally is and the November weekend it was this year, just in case I've booked them both off work. I will be there. So I'm already certain it will be bigger. We will be stronger. We have good plans in place already that I will reveal in, in due course of how we're going to be much more present and have a much bigger impact next year. We've got a whole year to wait. Right. But if they think that they're going to be able to silence us or disrupt the protest, um, it's not going to be possible. Sorry, right. Scientology. <laughs> it won't work. One more point I want to make about that IAS gala. Um, of course, it was amazing when Tom Cruise showed up in his helicopter and you told me about it. At first, I thought you were kidding. And the Daily Mail confirmed that Tom Cruise flew in. And then, of course, we saw all the photos the next night, Saturday night, patron ball, Tom Cruise all over the place. So finally, we can put to rest these ridiculous tabloid stories that Tom was leaving Scientology. But now those same tabloids are saying that John Travolta is leaving Scientology. Why? Because he wasn't at that event. People, I have never seen John Travolta at an IAS gala. Maybe it happened, I don't know, 20 years ago. But I believe me, he doesn't go to that. The fact that he wasn't there last uh, November 5th, November 3rd means nothing. It means nothing that John Travolta wasn't there. It's incredible. We just debunked the story about Tom Cruise, and now they're trying to do the same thing with John Travolta. I, I just, I don't know. Oh, I, I, I think that, yeah, that's an interesting one, though, because with Tom Cruise, it's always been very easy to tell that he was still involved in Scientology because, you know, even though he wasn't going to St. Hill and the tabloids are saying that means he's not in anymore. You know, they built a VIP reception area for him at London Org. You know, he was still attending Scientology, you know, buildings in London and in Birmingham, wherever he was for filming. Um, so there was evidence that he was still involved, even though the tabloids are saying he weren't he wasn't with john travolta it's a little bit more difficult because he spent a chunk of time in the uk uh, i believe it was earlier this year and was spotted at a, a few different places in uh, norfolk and uh he was filming something but there is no record or um you know i've not heard any rumors at all that he had made any visits to any scientology building even the smaller orgs like tom cruise would and now remember they have these vip receptions now just for tom cruise i'm sure john travolta would use that entrance the facilities are there i've not seen any of that there's also rumors that he's kind of drifting away anyway because of you know whatever the rumors about his sexuality and, and all of this sort of stuff it's all hearsay who knows but um i haven't seen the evidence that i saw with tom cruise that said that he's definitely still in um i haven't seen that with john travolta um but i don't know well you have to understand it's a different situation travolta is not close to miscavige the way tom cruise is John Travolta is dedicated to L. Ron Hubbard. He ascribes all of his success to L. Ron Hubbard. So when Ella Blue, his daughter, showed up and flagged for an event recently, or a couple few years ago, it was for a Dianetics Day. Again, it's about Hubbard. 
So don't look for the same kinds of evidence. Tom wants to be involved with Dave. Tom wants to be part of the whole thing going on. You're going to see him show up. He showed up at the, you know, Bogota Ideal Org. That made Dave happy. He, you know, he spoke Spanish at the Madrid opening. That's Tom. Tom is involved with Tom with David Miscavige. Travolta is not. Travolta's uh, relationship is with L. Ron Hubbard, and he's still very dedicated to it. And he doesn't go to these events. So the fact that he didn't go to this most recent event means nothing. So once again, we've got these tabloids speculating. And if they had just asked like Mike Rinder, he would have told them, John Travolta not showing up to the IS means nothing. Yeah, there's a lot of that I see as well in the time. The more I speak to press about Scientology, the more interesting it it is for me to learn their misconceptions and understandings of Scientology, even reporters that have been reporting on it for years. There are still some really interesting things that I, you know, conversations I've had, I just didn't expect I would have to have. And things I have to explain that they say, oh, no, I understand that. I get that. And then I say, okay, can you describe it to me just to make sure that you have the right understanding? And it's completely off the, off, you know, what it's completely different. And I'm like, no, you've, you've completely fundamentally misunderstood a number of key things, not necessarily about Scientology beliefs, but the way that it works. And therefore, if you have the understanding of that, for example, the way it influences your thinking and makes you dedicated and coercive, if you really understood that, you wouldn't be able to make the conclusion that Tom Cruise has left because you understand his mindset better. I think there's a lack of that in um, a lot of journalists that I've spoken to, and that's fueling perhaps some of the rumours um, and also the chase for headlines. You know, if they can write an article about Tom Cruise yeah. leaving yeah. and rejoining yeah. and going back and all of this, yeah. it's, it's, it's good for them, I suppose, but yeah. it's not true. Well, we do our best to check things out, don't we, Alex? And I really hope people look at this article at your Scientologybusiness.com because it's very thorough and you do the background and I really like the work you do, so... Thank, Thank you, you again for being on the Underground Bunker podcast, man. No problem. Thank you very much. And there is more coming soon. There's a couple of stories I'm working on uh, relating to this whole council mayor situation uh, that will be coming out in the coming days. And trust me, it's it's wild. It, it's much deeper and bigger than just the mayor, I can assure you. All right. Can't wait to see that. Thanks a lot, Alex. I'm reckoning